What's up, everybody? It's Jason Jones of The Athletic bringing you your latest edition of the Post 82 Throne Room Breakdown. Uh, not a whole lot to break down from this game. The Kings lose to the Philadelphia 76ers 125 to 108 Thursday night at Golden One Center. And this game, for the most part, looked like men against boys. I don't think the Kings came out assuming they'd have an easy win. Just because the Sixers were out, were out Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. But what to me what you saw was uh, two things. You saw a desperate Philadelphia team. I mean, they just got pretty much, you know, they got beat down by the Lakers. You know, probably could have or should have beaten the Clippers and lost that game too. So, and coming in with just nine road wins all season, which is crazy considering the, team, the the talent that team has. They can only they've only got nine road wins at this point. But I digress. But so, but uh, you saw a desperate Philadelphia team that came out. I don't want to say like with the intensity of an, an elimination game because they're going to make the playoffs. But they came out like a team that was desperate for a win, needed a win. And came out aggressively, swung first, or as Pac would have said, they bombed first. And the Kings were on their heels a good part of that game. They never matched the physicality. They never, uh, and just the uh, force of um, Philadelphia. And conversely to me, what you saw was you saw a Kings team that, to a degree, you could say experienced what it's like to go against a team that's desperate. And they just weren't ready for it. They came out. They they didn't match the physicality of the Sixers. Every time they made a run, the uh, Sixers came back. Yo, stopped the run. Got the lead down to six a couple of times. I mean, they were down by as many as 20 in the fourth. Got the lead down to six. Sixers came right back like a veteran team. Boom, boom, boom. All of a sudden, that lead's 10 again. Yo. You go from, uh, you know, so it's, um, uh, maybe it's a learning lesson. You know, uh, I'm, I'm not calling this a quote, the quote young Kings. Cause a lot of these Kings aren't young, but so a lot of these key guys are inexperienced this of playing this stage, the stage of the season is kind of the intensity level, how it picks up. The Kings thought they were in a race last year, even though at this point of the season they were fading. So, they didn't have the same urgency. And right now, I believe they have that urgency. But they just got hit in the mouth from the start of this game. And they never really recovered from that. You know, you get down by 14, 16 early in the game and fighting uphill a whole night. Uh, it was a wire-to-wire win for Philly. And also a reminder, too, that in terms of just roster makeup, this Kings team is still a kind of a, a small team. And one thing, Philadelphia is not as a small team. They've got some guys with some size, some, some strength, some ability to, to be aggressive. They've got some uh, professional scorers, as I call them. You know, guys who have been around the league long enough to where want, they know how to get the, get the shots they want. In this case, for uh, Philadelphia, that was uh, Alec Burks. Uh, Remember him, you might remember him in Sacramento. The Kings traded for him last year, and he played a little bit and then quickly fell to the back and out of Dave Yeager's rotation. But he came off the bench with 17 points in just 19 minutes. 
Raul Nato, you know, you guys probably remember him as a backup guard in Utah. He had 16 points in 21 minutes. But the, the guys who led that kind of physical charge, that physical, you know, that, that set that tone early, uh, Tobias Harris, 28 points, 14 rebounds, 3 assists, and Al Horford, 18 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. So even without two All-Stars, You've got a, a guy in Horford who I believe was an all-star in Boston just last year. So you've got him on the team still. you got Tobias Harris, a guy who's kind of flirted with being an all-star, gotten close, never gotten to the game. But still, those you got two established guys. We talk about you know finding a guy. The uh, Sixers had two established guys, guys who have established veterans in this league, who have had runs in the playoffs, who have, played, you know, like I said, numerous postseason games, know what it takes when it's time to turn up that intensity, and they were able to do that. The Kings, meanwhile, got 23 points from De'Aaron Fox, 22 points from Buddy Hill. He only played eight minutes in the first half. He had some kind of disastrous possessions with turnovers, fouls, and uh, Luke sat him down pretty quick, put him back in the second half in the fourth quarter, and he Got hot, got cooking, ended up going 6-10 for 3 for the game. But wasn't enough. So even on a night where the Kings, they shot 53.2%. That's pretty damn good. But when you allow your opponent to shoot, make 17 threes, that's not going to be good enough. And the Kings, you know, the Sixers were 17-37 to from 3. Kings were 11-29 to and. That pretty much is one of your things that you look at and say that's why they lost the game. But what I want to double back on, I want to talk about this idea of just physicality and what that's meant to the Kings this season and how it's impacted them. If you look at a lot of their losses, and uh, at this point the Kings are 27-35, so we have quite a few examples. But a lot of these losses, the other team has simply said, we're going to no, we're going to make this we're going to get rough with you we're going you know get physical we're going to push you around and we're going to bet that you can't handle it and that's what Philadelphia did and the Kings can expect a heavy dose of that now down the stretch 20 games to go they're four games out of the playoffs um for, that that would be four games behind Memphis for the last playoff spot in the west and starting Saturday, Saturday in Portland they're going to see a similar kind of approach you know Portland's a desperate team just like Philadelphia was tonight. And what makes uh, Portland different is that they've got their all-star. They've got Damian Lillard back in the lineup. And they've pretty much, you know, even with they've had injury issues as well, but I don't think anyone expected them to not be in the playoffs. And right now they're not in the playoffs. So they don't, the Kings have pressure to try, to get in because, well, they want to get in, but, if they miss the playoffs, no one's going to look at them and say, oh, damn, the Kings wasted the season. Well, Kings fans will, but I got that, talked about it before. Kings fans, the, the Kings, you know, Sacramento region, the view of the team out here is a lot different than the view from a lot of people around the league. A lot of people don't see this as a playoff team anyway, so missing the playoffs would not be a, I mean, the season was a failure. But I know how a lot of you are going to see it. I'm going to say it was a failure if the Kings up at the playoffs, but... For them to even keep any hope, and this is my opinion, of making the playoffs, what they can't do is they can't get beat up the way they were beat up by by the Sixers. And the Sixers, 
So Dom, you know, out rebounded them forty-five to thirty-seven. They for, they forced turnovers. They and then offensively, the Sixers were able to operate wherever they wanted. You know, Al Horford on the elbow, Tobias Harris on the block, and the Kings just don't have the size to deal with guys like that. So if they want to make this playoff thing a reality, they got to be a scrappy, feisty bunch because. Get to you, you and they get to uh, Portland. Sean Whiteside's big, you know. So right there, you know, you're at a disadvantage. And for all the love Alex Lynn has received since joining the Kings, I don't think you can expect Alex Lynn by himself to fix this. <laughs> uh, one guy who's going to help is Rashawn Holmes, who could be back as early as Saturday or Sunday after missing 25 the last 25 games with that uh, right labral tear in his right shoulder. But even then, Rashawn's not a big center. But he does make up for that with his energy, his tenacity, and the Kings are going to need a lot more of that going down the stretch if they are to somehow, some way, pull off a slight miracle and get in the playoffs. I still don't see it happening right now. Even right now, you're four, you're four out with 20 to play. It's a, not insurmountable, but you're also banking on Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> sliding down and other teams losing to help propel you into that playoff spot. So it's hard to, to count on that and say that's going to be the reason why you win. But if the Kings do want to get in and end this uh, 13-year playoff drought, which is close to being 14, which would be the you know still the longest one active drought in the league, they've got to just get more physical. And over the last 18 games or so, for the most part, this hasn't been an issue. But a lot of these wins the Kings had piled up, you you know, maybe with the exception of the Clipper game, Clipper games, should I say, or Clipper game, they haven't been playing a lot of teams with a lot on the line. Yo, OKC was, and OKC with OKC, did they rally back to come back and beat them? Um, the Withers rallied back, but the Withers aren't, you know, upper echelon team, neither is Detroit. Yo, so Memphis was another team that, uh, had something to play for that they did beat. You know, they they, they no, they were able to to beat them at home. Oh, so check that out. I mean, win at, win at Memphis. So, I mean, they had, but Memphis is kind of like the king, the team that's finding its way and maybe doesn't have all the vets, the guys who have been through the playoff battles, the uh, tough games late to respond to the Kings and do with, and do what Philadelphia did. So, if anything, the Kings are going to learn what it, how tough they need to be and how to have that level of intensity, tenacity, physical this, this physicality from the start of games. The starting unit did not set a good tone early. The bench came in, tried to get things rolling, but when you let some guys get comfortable, you know, and you don't make them feel you, you don't you know play with any force, you don't match it, it's going to be a tough night. And the Kings had a tough night. And with Portland on Saturday, Toronto on Sunday, the two veteran teams, uh, you know, obviously Toronto has championship experience with some of their guys. So they're definitely going to bring that same level of, uh, that probably similar to what Philadelphia brought uh, to that game. The, the Raptors managed to knock off the Warriors tonight in Steph Curry's return. But... They'll be rested and waiting for the Kings who'll be in the second night of a back-to-back. <laughs> so it's going to be 
the Kings, it's basically time to man up right now if you're the Sacramento Kings. It's time to uh, get tough, get ready, get physical. You know, the uh, Raptors have already clinched the playoff spot. They're 44-18. and 18. They're second in the East. Uh, and they're going to be motivated to, you know, to play well because Boston's right on them a game and a half uh, behind them for, for second in the East. And if that's going to be a potential second-round matchup, yeah, obviously, we'd rather home, have home court. So the Kings can expect the the Raptors to come out ready to go, physical, try to rough them up too. So I want to see how this King team, Kings team, excuse me, responds to that. So can they be tougher? Can they play that grown man rough and tumble style? We're going to find out this weekend. And a couple of losses this weekend could completely knock them essentially out of the playoff race. So let's see how the Kings respond. Maybe they learned a lesson tonight. So that's all I got for you. Uh, grown man, you know, physical basketball from Philadelphia led to that 125-108 win for the Sixers. Kings had won their last you know, three in a row, six straight at home. All those streaks end. Still 12-6 and six over the last 18, which isn't bad, but it's pretty damn good considering where they were. Yet they still got to play a lot better than they did Really, the last few games, because even in the, uh, you know, their recent games, they played Detroit. They were down 18 to one. You play the Wizards. You're up by 28, and you and that game's a tie game going into the fourth. So there's still a lot of work to do. They still got to, you know, and in and in the case of that Wizards game, it turned when when the when the, when the Wizards got physical, up the intensity. So let's see if the Kings can bring that intensity from the start Saturday in Portland. I will be there. I will check in with you from Oregon. Uh, again, this is Jason Jones. You know where to find me. IG, Mr. Jones, LBC. I always post a story link. A story link is always in my bio. Usually the latest story or, you know, you click on the link. You can go find anything on the athletic site. Uh, Twitter, Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. I'm always tweeting my links and in addition to other foolishness and shenanigans and retweets. So follow me on all my socials. You guys have fun. I think I have Snapchat and some other stuff, but I don't really use those. I don't trip. All good. Y'all be good out there. I will catch you from Portland. I'm gone.